Welcome to In Early, the crypto podcast, where I speak to those at the forefront of the digital asset space, telling real life stories, discussing the growth and growing pains of the industry, and exploring how blockchain technology has made an impact on people's lives. My name is Matt Green, and I'm the blockchain litigation lead at Shoesmiths. This week is all about DAOs or decentralized autonomous organizations, and I'm joined by Divian Kandia, co-founder and COO of the Hot DAO. He explains what DAOs are and how they operate, his actual experience of running one, including the benefits and stumbling blocks, as well as his contribution to the Law Commission's call for evidence, liability of people where DAOs are involved, and the Mango hack which exploited a DAO, the Uki proceedings in the US, and the tornado sanctions from the summer. We also talk about his business, The Hot DAO, which is designed to bridge the gap between real estate and blockchain using NFTs and decentralized finance. So welcome. How are we doing today? Yes, good. How are you? Yeah, yeah I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. Let's, let's just get into it. So um, how did we meet? It's always a good question to start with. Can you remember? Mm, yeah. So uh, one of the other guys I work with, Abdul, um, we were kind of on the hunt for a legal dude. And uh, he immediately pointed uh, me in the direction of you. That's very good. Um, so, yeah, we got talking. It wasn't quite, I mean, obviously doing great things here. So it wasn't quite right there, but we found a lot of other things to speak about. Yeah, and we've sat and had coffees and breakfast and talk about and spoken about, sorry, some of the things that we're yeah. going to speak to you today. And we thought, instead of having a conversation that isn't recorded, let's go and have one that is recorded. <laughs> Hopefully that will enlighten some people. Oh. Um, so fingers crossed. So how did you get into the world of blockchain and crypto? Uh, so I was reasonably lucky. So I had a, a, a good interest in blockchain and crypto just from my peripheral. So, you know, nothing to do with work. Um, and I also happened to be working in real estate, private equity. This was not that long ago. This is 2019. And um, it was kind of, I was kind of looking at stable coins in my spare time, blah, blah, just seeing how it was, it was all very fascinating. Um, but then I, I started to think, uh, you know, the, the case for a stable coin currently is is you know, basically it was just MakerDAO at that point. I mean, USDC and USDT were coming together, but but MakerDAO just used Ethereum to back its stable coin. And I was obviously tracking Ethereum, you know, incredible project, incredible infrastructure, but mm. but it's very volatile in terms of the price. So, so people are using that to back a stable coin. I'm, I thought there was a better way. Real estate, I was working in real estate, so, um, yeah, I started along the lines of thinking about how you could put real estate behind a stablecoin. And uh, yeah, that led me to found HotDAO. So, I mean, we'll come back to actually how the HotDAO works, but it's a matter of your background in property. Mm. I think, that, did you work in finance? Have I got that I right did, as well? Yeah, I didn't want to bore you through all of that, but I went through, yeah. <laughs> no, let's hear the journey. Traditional, oh yeah, so 2012, I started in the city yeah, and I did uh, stockbroking. So I was just working for... Um, ultra high net worth individuals mm -hmm. doing their kind of, I guess, side trading. So they would have their, their main professional wealth managed by someone like Investec. Mm -hmm. And then I would sort of use their, their you know, fund money to, to invest in, in, well, it was medium to high risk stocks. So there was a lot of uh, investigation. There was a lot of uh, technical analysis, but there was also a lot of um, literally chucked in the deep end. So they're like, here's a phone. And you've got to get calling. And it wasn't so much like cold calling, like literally, you know, hello, sir, I've never met you. It was always, it was, they say warm, but it was effectively like a, a, a list of people that had responded to an, an advert at some point. 
and then it was a case of kind of yeah going over it makes you it makes you cringe now but like at the time it was like you sink or swim and that was like there was powerful lessons yeah but look who you are now you know you're running the dow you've got some thick skin so i guess yeah, the, yeah, I the guess. world of finance and real estate has got you to where you are now basically yeah yeah that's that's right so i think for those who don't know what a DAO is, and I think it's worth you going through. Um, so can you explain a DAO, how it works, and what does the running of a DAO look like? Sure, yeah. So uh, it stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization. Um, decentralized is, if, yeah, is, is, is as if you would just understand the word most plainly. So instead of a concentrated area of control, control is, is distributed to... Um, token holders. So yeah, that's that's the decentralized part. They could be anywhere in the world. Um, autonomous is an interesting one. So um, yes, the, the uh, I, we were talking about it earlier, but the Law Commission put out a call for evidence. Mm -hmm. They categorize uh, autonomous in two potential different ways. Uh, one is the pure code. So effectively, you put in or a group of token holders put in a uh, and come to a decision and the code executes the decision. So that's the autonomy. It's just, you know, it just does what a group of people tell it to do without outside interference, mm -hmm. executes basically. And the other side was saying how it's a social technical construct. So the autonomy basically to govern um, comes from entirely within. So in terms of you, yeah, operating it, it's all from within and it doesn't need outside actors. So actually, from me just saying that out loud, it seems like there's quite a crossover. Yeah. But they made it quite distinct. But but yeah, in, in my opinion, it's both. And it makes a lot of sense. Well, I think we'll come on to the Law Commission's mm. call for evidence. But day-to-day -day running of a DAO, what does it look like? So if someone said to you, you know, I'm thinking about operating a DAO, what does that mean? What does a day-to-day -day look like? It's to do with voting, right? So what does that all mean? Yeah, so day-to-day uh, -day effectively is, it is a... Um, it's like an open forum. So say you were to go to like a town meeting, you know, you could you could come and you could suggest what you think is best. And that's that's actually probably the way I would describe it. It's like you could put your hand up and you have a reasonable voice, like people will hear you. You can make a suggestion as to how you think the town should be run. You have the chance to garner support. Um, and then you have your chance to sort of have your... Um, sort of thoughts put into an actual decisive action so it's kind of that's kind of like what it's like all the time so there's always a set well most of the time there's a set period of people entire online who are just sort of reading through the proposals seeing how they could improve things blah 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 and then they might suggest something that garners a lot of support and they build like a profile so it's kind of like yeah it's it's, it's all about communication um and yes, it's if you're if you're looking to execute, it's all about voting. So it's like it's almost like a democratic way of running a business. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. So it's like, as far as I'm aware, and and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, mm. but there's a, a say a hundred people and they're members of the DAO, mm. and one of them will propose something that I guess would further the benefit of the mission of the DAO, mm -hmm. and then it's, it's proposed. People vote on it. Yep. And if they vote on it. And um, it goes through. Is normally fifty percent, fifty one percent. That's right. That's normally right. fifty one percent, and then it becomes part of the protocol. So then it automatically, I guess, that's the the sort of autonomous bit to some extent. Yes. That gets put into the code, and then it just operates, and that's it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's it. Okay. And then there's like a mission, 
I guess, for the DAO, because you might have, and we'll come on to this a little bit later, mm. but there might be people who want to take the DAO in a certain direction. Yeah, yeah. And then other people who don't. So I yeah. guess it's all about majority yes. stakeholders. Yeah, is that that's right? absolutely right. So MakerDAO, which is the biggest DAO in the world, the one that set the stage for all DAOs, I think they define the term. Um, there was something, there was a vote very recently um, about, I think it was to do, yes, it was to do with going effectively pure decentralized, the pure decentralized way or retaining an element of centralization. And um, it was very, very close. I think it was like 51, 49, like Brexit style stuff. <laughs> yeah. And um, yes, it, it actually, it just went in favor of decentralized. And actually, I know one of the guys that was involved in making the case towards um, full decentralization. And yeah, he was obviously chuffed that he got it over over the over the line. And I also know one of the guys that was very involved on the centralization side. And he has he's kind of he's left it on principle grounds out of, you know, taking himself out. I really say he's removed himself from He's the removed day. himself, yeah. I mean so things I get quite I don't know, quite personal or do they well, you've got to remember, like the, these people that are involved in the early stages of of the DAO are like they're super, super um, passionate. That's the only reason I think you would involve yourself this early is if you really, truly believe in the principles of a DAO. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so is it a matter whereby um, you have votes, and I guess it's to some extent like holding shares at a shareholder meeting, right? So if you have more shares, you get more power. So tell me how tokens work and voting works absolutely so you're right it's it's effectively like holding shares in the company the most important so and, and also you could see um general proposals like um resolutions you know that you would have in any company agms people the, the key difference is that people in you know normal the normal shareholding world can only propose a vote a vote if they have enough shares to do so and normally it's you know effectively saying to people we don't want retail people to be able to suggest the way that our company goes it's only institutions i.e we only really care about the people with the money mm -hmm. um in with downs i mean yes i think you know the institutions generally do have a lot more say because they have more um tokens which effectively the shares but that little person can come along and say Hey guys, I think this should be done this way, and you know they can have their voice, their voice heard, and then they can accrue a following, and then they can sort of make a difference. They can make a revolution happen. You know that that is that sort of empowerment from being so you know for someone so small. So the idea is, is I suppose, and this is this is it. You can have in a DAO a voice. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have a voting That's right. power behind you, but at least you get the opportunity yep. to propose the way in which the business is going to be run. Absolutely. So normally there's a, I suppose, in a normal business director's board and they're the ones who make the ultimate decisions. It's very difficult to penetrate the decision-making yes. if you're lower down. Here, it's far more democratic. It's pure, absolutely purely democratic, yeah. But it gets quite, I guess, personal and emotional. I mean, you said that one of your friends left. Is that Does that happen a lot? Do people come and go? Uh, see, I can only attest to the big ones that I would sort of, so suggest I'm more on a sort of personal level with, mm. but um, I I would expect it happens a lot in the smaller ones too because yeah. you know someone again like I say the, the people that get involved earliest are are the most passionate arguably mm. you know so therefore if something doesn't go the way they want then 
they're gonna they're gonna remove themselves a bit more. So do they have to buy these tokens? Because it's like you buy it and then you get a vote. It's almost like pay to play to some extent, right? So if you want to leave a DAO, do you have to sell it? And if you sell it, what value do you sell it at? And these questions that we may yes, not know yes, yes. necessarily the answers to. Unless of course. You do. Of course. So you, 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 one way to get the tokens is just to purely buy them. Mm -hmm. Then you get a, a vote for every token. Mm -hmm. But the, more, uh, the, the better way to get tokens and the way HotDAO actually you know, enables people to to get a lot of tokens is by interaction with the protocol. And by the protocol, I mean just the group of smart contracts that the DAO governs. So contracts in the middle of the DAO mm -hmm. all work around to to make the smart contracts do their thing. And um, the yeah, the better way is if you, for example, were to come to our protocol and interact with it. So put in some real estate and a real estate NFT, which you can come to, mm. and draw down some stable coin you will be rewarded in our hot token, which is equity, just right. like we're talking about. And that will give you a certain amount of votes. Equally, if you come to our protocol and you stake, which effectively, I, you know, I can't, I've got to be careful with language. It's like, it's like <laughs> putting um, your money in a bank yeah. and getting a return. Yeah. So, you know, deposit, a deposit account. However, it's called staking. So you get a rate of staking. Mm -hmm in the stablecoin plus the um, hot token or, or the equity. Right. So you're, the, the more you interact, the more you, you get. And obviously, they're for free on top of the service which you're using the DAO. So it's interacting with that service, you get a token. So it's all essentially governed by tokens. And those tokens, I guess some places where they'll be stable coins, some, pe some places they won't, some places they'll have a, a market value. Well, well, no, this is the thing. So stable coins um, are sort of, Generally speaking, by holding stable coins, you don't have that much power within a um, an ecosystem. I mean, you could use those stable coins to do things, but in terms of actually having the voice, it's what you call the governance token that mm. provides that. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, what we're saying is is you can incentivize people by giving them rewards in the stable coin, but also, you know, it's like getting equity as well. Like if you're in VC, mm. you know, you you get your salary plus you get you know, right, a okay. stake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry if I wasn't clear. Yeah, no, so no, no, that, that makes complete sense. Yeah, that, and, and it's the governance token side, which is the voice. Right, okay. So in terms of what the benefits of a DAO are, I mean, we may have covered it a little bit. I have it as a specific question. Mm. But what would you say the benefits um, are of having a DAO, running a DAO as opposed to a normal company? That, And I know we've spoken a little bit about sort of uh, democratization of, of running a business, but right. is that a benefit? Is that not a benefit? What other benefits are there? Well, I, I'm in terms of a pure sort of theoretical um, human rights perspective, you're giving someone a voice that otherwise wouldn't have a voice. And that's that's a powerful message. And that's the message that I really like because, you know, this is how, <laughs> I don't want to sensationalize too much, but this is how, you know, revolutions have happened in the past. People state their opinion that, you know, this is one that the majority have not heard. They get behind it. That person sort of builds up their kudos. They cut mm. their teeth, you know, being, they, they sort of, they show themselves to be a responsible actor in a, in a group setting. And that's very hard to do, you know, in generally speaking. So gives them that, that, um, platform if they obviously have something relevant to say. Um, and everyone gets the same ability to vocalize because right. in a normal business, say someone lower down, they may have a brilliant idea, but they've got to go up the ladder and it may never get there. Absolutely. Right. Everybody in a DAO has the same ability to be able to of course. put something forward. Of course. It's, it's like, yeah. So, and also, you know, you don't know what 
those positions on the way up would have changed by the time you get mm. through bureaucracy. It's, you know, instead of, you know, effectively what I'm saying, you can work, you know, your behind off to get through the levels of a company and it's going to take, you know, maybe 40 years if it's a big company, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. And then only then you have your power, but you might have the, the idea now and you really believe it and you think it makes a difference. Now you've got the ability to have it heard. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. In as much as it is democratized uh, business running, I suppose, mm. is there not a lot of politicking? Oh, yeah. It's all politics, for sure. And that's it. it it's, it's because I suppose, you know, in a democracy that we understand, in a political democracy or mm. in, a, in a country that runs as a democracy, there is a lot of politics. Yes. And you don't escape that with a DAO. In fact, that's how it's run. That's how it's so run. So you have yeah. to, I mean, are there, are there, deals to be done with people as individuals as it encourage corruption to some level oh oh yeah i mean abs absolutely i mean this is this is kind of like the thing um you, you wanted to talk about mango um, uh, yeah we'll come on to that we'll in a bit that. there's a very interesting point to come on to to come you know go into mango but yes i mean it's a theater so you could be a malicious actor but you know you come across extremely well like <laughs> politicians and you know it's uh it's it's kind of used in a malicious way to garner self a boost to self interest rather than the collective interest, um, but people are sort of blinded because they think you know you're great by what yeah. you're saying, and then it only only by the result, then you you know the rest of the community are like oh man he's he's done us yeah he's, yeah he's done us you know it's uh, it's a, difficult would mm. a mission statement or something like that then help direct the the way or the movement of the company, right? Is that something that DAOs have or not? You would hope so. So so obviously <laughs> our DAO, for example, yeah. it's real estate based. Um, it's it's about responsible borrowing. So you would uh, you would hope that we would attract people that support those those pillars, but there's no rule. We can't we can't analyze someone's brain that's coming in. You know, we just have to hope that that's the sort of person we're attracting. So someone could come in, they could they could either interact to obtain um, tokens yes. or they could buy those tokens yep. and they could technically, I suppose, be a competitor of yours and try and bring you down. Oh yeah, I mean, if they're savvy enough, you, you can't, you can't. I mean- So that's you, one of the, the negatives of running it out, I guess. Yes, that's, that's, a, that's a for sure a negative. You've got to trust in your code as well as what's, well, the way I kind of describe it as like, um, it's kind of game the game theory side of your of mm -hmm. your DAO. So it's not so much as you know someone could hack your DAO for sure, which has happened so many times already. Which I'm hoping is starting to come off a bit. Yeah. But also someone could sort of gamify your DAO in their benefit to drain liquidity, um, which is a which is a negative. Um, and just for completeness, because you know I I am I do have DAO, but I know that there are weaknesses. For completeness, the lack of centralization can sometimes be a big hindrance. Because for very general decisions, for example, we have the ability for the staking rate and the borrowing rate to be changed by vote. Mm -hmm. um, generally very simple, fast sort of, I guess, yes or no type, um, not quite yes or no, but you know, mm -hmm. it's a degree type thing. Um, and it can often take a while for that to be instigated. So I suppose if you want to make quick decisions as a leader, mm -hmm. you can't. Every single decision you have to garner support and sometimes that can be a bit tough. Absolutely. And I will be clear as well, like uh, at the moment, um, stop me from watering on, but at the moment we are more centralized because to get something off the ground, you cannot get 
you know, a decentralized group can't do that. It has to be an element of central control. To get off the ground, we are sort of a, a team and we are getting things moving and we're setting the staking rate, building algorithms to, in real time, be able to sort of prevent, this is a bit more complicated, but the, the peg of mm -hmm, our mm -hmm. stable coin being, you know, making sure it goes back to its original one pound peg, for example. Yeah, to stabilize it. Yeah, to stabilize it without having to resort to a vote, which could slow things down. Yeah. So there are benefits to centralization, is I guess a kind of short way of thinking of it. But um, yeah. I mean, did, did DAOs, um, we're going to come on a bit to the, the mm. Law Commission because that is interesting, mm. but did DAOs have employees? Because I guess then you could, to some extent, control how people vote because they're employees so that there may be, I don't know, benefits or not. Do DAOs normally have employees who have uh, well, governance em tokens? Employees are, it's, it's difficult to define because like as a DAO, for example, we, and also in our central team, we have people in 